are back. Welcome back. Another episode of Morning State, episode 244. Got your host, Ked, here. I'm joined by Brownie. Brownie's uh, Northeastern podcast put up some pretty good numbers, so shout oh, out yeah? to him. Yeah, not, yeah, pretty fucking good. Uh, I have absolutely no idea how to verify that, but I, I'll take it and thank yeah, you. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give that one to you. Um, oh, it's not me, dude. It's the coach and the, the goalie. I mean, well, yeah, 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 but like still, the fucking, it was like, I thought it was pretty cool. Everything that kind of brought, brought in, unfortunately, we didn't get the result we wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I mean, still, hell of a run, hell of a run for the Huskies. No, 100%. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's their, what's their like hashtag? Howlin' Huskies. Hashtag Howlin' Huskies. And, by the way, can I just pump my own tires for a minute? Yeah, yeah, of course. I just have to make the phone call, but I am uh, officially a credentialed journalist at the NCAA level. Who would have thought that? You know, it's kind of funny. You look at the NCAA and how, like, all these, like, athletes kind of fight for their rights and this and that and this and that. And for some reason, they think it's a good idea to give you a credential. So, shout out to you. I mean, I think you are you are officially the first credentialed morning skate writer. Oh, yeah. Other than maybe Clara, Clara probably had some sort of credentials. Oh yeah, I'm sure she did. Yeah, yeah. but still pretty cool, dude. Is this the first podcast we've done from upstate New York? Am I back? You're or, back, baby. I think I'm back. Yeah. Uh, you should. No, you should have done. You should have done it like this. Welcome to the morning skate. Ken's I, back and I, had I, your I, back I, face the camera. I could. I could. I could have. Would have. Should have done that. Um. It's been it's been a couple weeks. I uh, drove 17 hours back on a Saturday. On Sunday, woke up late because I was tired of shit. Unpacked a couple things, watched the Rangers, and then got on a 3 a.m. flight to St. Louis, where I spent the week. Just got back on uh, last Friday night, which was nice. Got to go to St. Louis game. St. Louis, by the way, have you ever heard about like St. Louis, Missouri at all? St. Louis is low key a fun time. So it's a fun time, but it's one of the most dangerous cities in the United States. Did you know that? What? No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Like, everywhere I went, people told me not to go outside once it got dark outside. Like, swear to God. Wow. Like, I got driven to the uh, airport by a guy I work with, and uh, we're on, like, a main interstate, like a highway. And he's like, yeah, we should be good now. It's like 3, 30, 4 o'clock. He's like, we should be good now, but in a couple hours, man, it's crazy. People just drive by and start shooting cars. I'm like, what? Yeah, the, the downtown area, we got to a red light. This car pulls up right next to us, goes right fucking through the red light. I'm like, are there no rules here? And he's like, nah, not really. Wow. It's insane. Insane. Uh, the rink was cool. I had a great time at the Blues game. Shout out to my company for hooking me up with those tickets. Um, what's up? who they play? Oh, fuck. Who did they play? The Flyers. I Dude, my brain. It's not, it's, it hasn't been going that good. I got tanked, though, in, in my oh, – uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Couple quick shout outs, Ryan Connor, who's running the analytic department of my uh, my company. Who's listening to this? He's listening to this, but anybody who's listening to this, that I mean, this probably doesn't mean much, but a great kid. He's really taking over strides for him. Shout out to Nicole Perez, my cat lady. She I was also listening in and told me to give him a couple shout outs. So good people, good times. Brownie, how's everything going with you, buddy? Good. I did want to ask though, is St. Louis the place that has the spy bar? Have you heard of the spy bar? It has that big ass arch, dude. No, I. Do you know what that arch is for, or like what it's from? It's uh, it's like the gateway to the west. Gateway to the west, Lewis and Clark, dude. I, I had this um, another kid I worked with, Andy, was giving me the whole highs. You used to be able to go up in it. I don't know if you still can. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you used to be able to go up in it. Apparently, a helicopter yeah. was the one that dropped the last piece in that fucking thing. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Look at the engineering to line that up. Crazy. Um, still, there's. I think it's St. Louis that has a place called the Spy Bar, and. It's not advertised. It's like a non. It's it's about like the history of spies, and you have to like know the password. You can go into like 
the front room and it's like a library with a guy standing there and you have to know the password. It changes all the time and that gets you into the bar. But other people come in and be like, and he's like, go ahead and opens the secret passage. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's in St. Louis. Yeah. I had no idea about that. Yeah, neither did I. I had a buddy who went there for something, and he he's came back. And he was telling me these crazy stories. I mean, he could have been making it all up for all I know. But you know, you know what? Also, I noticed they they put me up in a hotel for the week, and I went like hotel to hotel, just fucking going to the bars. Like I, I stayed yeah. in my little area, so I didn't get jumped or shot, and I just went from one hotel to the next, and get loaded, loaded on Michelob Ultras. I've switched to Michelob Ultras, dude. Trying to watch my figure. I'm back in the gym now, so I don't know. I don't know if you can notice, but my jawline's looking rather tight right now. Now breathe out. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, all right. I mean, we have we have a long podcast. To jump in. You want to just get her going? Uh, real quick, though, I want to give a shout out to uh, my quarterback. Today's his birthday, Derek Carr, Las yeah, Vegas Raiders. Okay. Just win, baby. There you go. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever you say, man. It just I, came I, across my phone a little while ago. All right. Derek Carr. Happy birthday, buddy. All right. Uh, Mia Culpa's. Just kidding. That wasn't Mia Culpa. Hi. This is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpas with Cat and Brownie. Dude, and I'm dead-ass over it. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's the issue. Um, All right. Batgirl actress is Leslie Grace, 27-year-old Bronx native, is the main actress in the film In the Heights, also singer, and has been nominated for three Grammys. Yep. So that's one that we messed up last week? That's one we messed. Yep. All right. Uh, you take it away. This is your segment. What am I doing? Uh, the other one we were trying to remember the Zidane Char and Mike Milbury conversation, or I was trying to remember yeah, in ni- 1996 Milbury, who was then the GM of the long, uh, long Islanders, right? The New York Islanders only had, a, yeah, only had a videotape. Think about that. All he had was a videotape of Chara doing drills with a coach as his quote unquote scouting package. So Milbury uh, requested an interview with Chara. He saw the size of him. He was very intrigued. And he asked Chara if he could at least fight. Chara's quote that I was trying to remember last week, better not to fuck with me. And that was all he said. It's a scary fucking dude. Milbury drafted him in the third round, and here he is still playing. Years later. Yep. Uh, We also talked about Jack Johnson, not the singer, but the defenseman. I hate the singer, Jack Johnson. You hate the singer? Yeah. Why? I just... People who get horny for banana pancakes just doesn't do it for me. Uh, all right. That was a, a weird hill to die on. But yeah. all right. Uh, in 2008, he fired his money management team and put his parents in charge. In just three years, his parents flushed his entire career earnings of over uh, $48 million in risky loans, defaults on loans, and extravagant expenses. At one point, he had less than 50000 to his name and was in debt for over $10 million. Insane. That's horrible. Fuck you, mom and dad. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, you talk about bad hockey parents. That might be the, the cake winners right do there. Do you think they like, did it on purpose? Like, Do you think they, did they yeah, just started really? buying shit and they're like, oh, fuck, we might be in it over our heads? Or do you think that like it was just a string of bad luck? Well, you think at some point you realize that you don't know what you're doing and you ask for help. I or if you're Jack Johnson, you just go and look at your fucking checking account. Oh, I was looking at the from the parents' point of view. But yeah, Jack Johnson, I mean, he, I mean, it's loyal, I guess. I don't know. Sid bailed him out by bringing him back to Pittsburgh for that ticket, and then he ended up signing another one. Uh, we missed this. The Minnesota Wild retired Miku. Did we miss this? I feel like we missed this. Uh, Miku's number as the first number retired for the Wild. 
The Minnesota North Stars, however, had retired Bill Goldsworthy and Bill Masterson's numbers. And then the Dallas Stars retired Neil Broughton and Mike Madonna's numbers, who played through the move to Texas. You know, I think the Minnesota Wild should retire Mike Madonna's number. I think, uh, I, I think you know, the fact that Dallas was able to do it, when I think of Mike Madonna, I think of him as a North Star. I, I think of him. Uh, <laughs> you trying him, to get me going? No, I'm trying to get Fink going. Oh. Uh, I, I think of him in the fucking Mighty Ducks movie where he comes out and he has a sick flow. Like, he's a North Star through and through, if you ask me. So, <laughs> Expect the call from Fink. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, we talked about stink bugs. Hate stink bugs. They're called stink bugs because when you kill them, they can give off a foul chemical smelling stench. They can be useful as they eat crop killing bugs such as caterpillars, beetles, and even plant eating varieties of stink bugs. They will go cannibal on their ass. So, you know, um, wow, Jimmy, my brain is just not working. You know how they, oh, they spray pesticides on like crops and shit. Yeah. And over the last however many years, there's tons of regulations on that now because people are getting all fucking butthurt about global warming. Let me tell you what, growing up, I didn't see any stink bugs. And now that's all I see everywhere. So what are we doing? So you're equating the rise of stink bugs to the, the, not the concern of the environment. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I well, think, I, think it might be. <laughs> I can deal with some stink bugs. That's a direct correlation. <laughs> I, I can deal with some stink bugs if it keeps Florida above the waterline. Yeah, but here's the, oh, you have like a special place in your heart for Florida. No, just the keys, and they'll be the first to go. Oh, well, we, we got to save the keys, man. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Uh, and then lastly, this is right back to Northeastern. All right, I have this weird brain cramp thing that I can't get rid of. Okay. I get Sweden and Switzerland confused. Bizarre, because Sweden's a giant hockey country, and Switzerland has, like, one player. Yeah. Switzerland yeah. is always neutral, and any sort of war – Switzerland is the first person to be like, I'm not taking sides. That's like what yeah. their country does. They just did that with the Russian, the Ukraine thing. Yes. Sweden is when you, when I think of Sweden, I think blue, yellow, and just smoking hot blonde girls. Okay. Yeah. Well, in the podcast, when I talked about the Northeastern hockey teams, Alina Mueller did not play for Sweden. She plays for Switzerland. And okay. I apologize to her. And her six skates and her sick dangles and how good of a player she is. My bad. I'm an idiot. Yeah, my idiot. bad. So. Yeah, I mean, either way, it'd be cool to be from either one of those countries. Both Sweden is just an absolute powerhouse. And I feel like Switzerland's probably one of the nicest places on earth. I think Switzerland is like crazy in terms of the way they take care of their citizens and college and everything. They're yeah. a very small country, though, right? I think so, yeah. But they also never pick sides. There's a word to that. They're, they're uh, neutral. It's neutral, but there's like there's like a specific no, it's like a specific like war term. I forget what the fuck it's called. Oligarchs. Nah, (laughs) pettigarchs. Uh, all right, (laughs) that's our that is our Mia Culpas for the week. NHL the news time. Let's play the music. Now I can't unsee that video of that skater. Yeah, you. It really gets you. It really gets you going. Fuck, man. It's gonna. This is gonna piss me off. Maybe it is neutrality. I thought there was a different word for it. I don't know. I'll look at it by the other thing. But okay, NHL the news time. Hey, so for anyone that complains, every single team gets a mention. All thirty-two. Yeah. Let's go. All right. First on the on the dock, the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, they brought in Zach Aston Reese from Pittsburgh. 
um, assuming this was a part of the uh, Ricard Raquel deal. Um, yeah, but what, what, what we did when I set it up is I just put on the players that they added. I didn't I, add it's on easier the that terms, way. and this is just – I just said where they were from, who they added, and I figured that way we could tick right through it since we haven't podcasted since the trade deadline. I like that. Um, I don't have much on Zach Aston or East, do you? It's a good player. Depth guy, right? You got good wheels. Good player. I mean, it's not this – It's he's going to get much more playing time. He's going to get, you know – more opportunities on special teams and he's going from Pittsburgh to Anaheim. So I'd call that a dub for him. Probably, you know, um, San Diego goal. Shout out to Fuel boy Rex, their goaltender, Lucas Destal became the 17th goalie in HL history to score when he did so versus the Colorado Eagles. When he scored an empty netter to make the final five to the 21 year old Czech native also made 51 saves in a victory. Have a night, bud. Yeah. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do there. Phil Kessel passed Doug Jarvis. It's 964 games played for second on the Ironman list, only behind Keith Handel now. Kind of crazy how this both happened this year. Like, it took so long, and then the same year it just happens. Well, happen. What's really crazy is how everybody talks about Yandel and how he's now a big fitness guy and, he, you know, the stretching and the healthy eating and everything. Then there's Phil. There's Phil. Phil just yeah. does it, dude. Phil's an athlete. Yeah. He can dunk a basketball. Yeah. Um. Your Boston Bruins brought in Hampus Lindholm uh, and Josh Brown extended Jake DeBrusque. At least you guys got your future captain locked up. You love to see that. Um, Grinelli on fucking Chicklets was saying how he thinks that bringing Lindholm extends the Bruins window. I don't well, see that. He was uh, that <laughs> quite the quite the mental gymnastics for young Michael Grinelli, but. Um, I can see how he would want that to be the case. You have four defense in line. Because he's – I'll get to it in the Bruins segment, but they have their top six, arguably their top seven, or maybe even top eight defensemen and two goalies locked. So you build from the net out. So I think his point was Marshawn's still on term. Postnock's still on term. The only UFA besides Bergeron is Curtis Lazar at the end of the year. So it makes it – enticing for Bergeron to come back and I think that was his point. I mean is there, I don't want to is there a chance Bergeron doesn't come back this year? There's always a chance he could retire and just have had enough. That'd be fucking wild. Um yeah. <clears throat> let's see here. Nick Felino played in his 1000th game last week for Chicago. Nick and his father Mike became the second father or son combo to pay a thousand games. It's a thousand and eighteen. The first to do so was Bobby and Brett Hull. Who did Felino fight the other night? Uh he was, with, he was scrapping with Matt Martin a little bit. Matt Martin. I saw yeah. that on hockey fights and I was like, fuck, man. Like, I knew Felina was tough, but I would have thought Martin was a little bit out of his class. How do you do? I didn't get the chance to watch it. It was mostly wrestling. It was only it was because uh, Martin took exception to something that Tom, Thomas Noshik got into with uh, somebody else. And I'm like, really? You got to send yeah. Matt Martin after <laughs> Thomas Noshik? I love Matt Martin, though, dude. He he yeah. uh, He's on a short list of guys in the NHL that I would want to come on the podcast. Like, he'd be one of the top guys. He'd be in my top five. Really? Yeah, he just – Rex met him at a wedding one time, said he's a great fucking dude. He's married to Sydney Sison, so I'm sure he'd have ton, tons of Boomer Sison stories. Oh, yeah. And, like, when you think of Matt Martin, dude, like, he just plays the game, like, the right way. Like, he's obviously yeah, – like whole line He's right. obviously, like, a fighter, but, like, you never really see him get, like, no too shitty in terms of cheap shit, and he'll fight anybody. And he shows up every night, big body. I've, and he just seems like he'd be mad cool. Have you ever seen that video? Who is he fucking chirping? Ryan Miller's brother, Drew Miller, who had gray hair. They were going at him between the benches on like one of those uh, 
NHL 24-7 things. Mm-hmm. And like Drew Miller's like, hey, go back to the American League. And Matt Martin's like, I've been in the league longer than you, you dumb fuck. And then Drew Miller goes, well, stop doing that shit. He goes, yeah, go dye your hair. And I was like, oh, it's fucking over. So Matt Martin, definitely on my list. I don't know how we got here, but that's where we are. Right. Your boy Patrice Bergeron played in game 1,200 on Saturday versus the Islanders. He now ranks third all-time in games played for Boston behind Ray Bork and Johnny Busick. Busick, yep. Nailed it. Bergie was the 120th player in NHL history at the 1,200 game played mark. Boy. Wow. That's a lot of memories. So – when I texted you saying I was going to be a little late because my daughter, we were trying to get her down. I got her all revved up because I was watching the local Nesson when the game's not on and there's no Red Sox or whatever. They'll just recycle old Bruins stuff during hockey season. And they had the road to or Bergy at 1,000, I think. Bergeron at 1,000, I think, is the name of the program. So I was watching it, of course. And uh, my daughter walked into the room and she goes, that's your friend. I go, yep. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Uh I, I mean, I can't believe he's played that long. It's fucking crazy to me. Getting old. Came in as an 18-year-old. Holy shit. Uh, moving on. Buffalo Sabres. Uh, announced on April Fools, they will be raising a banner in honor of longtime announcer Rick Jennerette. Joined the team in their second season in 71 as a radio announcer and moved over to TV in 95. He's the longest tenured announcer for one team in NHL history. Was inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2012. He's also the voice for Bubble Hockey Arcade Super Checks. I'm not a big Jennerette guy, but I know Buffalo Sabres fans love him. I'm, I assume this would be something like the Rangers doing something for Sam Rosen. So, yeah. stick taps to Rick Jennerette. Again, not a Jennerette guy, but credit Pretty where cool, credit is. He's also the voice of the Super Checks. I saw that. I thought that was neat. Yeah. Credit yeah. is where credit is due. Score, Bobby! Yeah. yeah. yeah where point. mama keeps the cookies, right? Yeah. Isn't that his thing? Yeah, or, or dude, the, he does have some like pretty fucking like legendary calls. Like if you think Mayday, the uh, Brett Hall goal, RJ Umberger getting killed by Brian yeah. Campbell, some big moments. Fuck, man, Sabres used to be kind of sick. Uh, you gonna oh, shout out your boy right here? I forget his name. I will Mike totally Wood? was it Mike Wood? Was it Mike? <laughs> no, I think it was. <laughs> Shut the wait, dude. So this guy's fucking with us. Oh, well, maybe it is Mike Wood. I think it probably is Mike Wood. Shout out to Mike Wood. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So he sent something in. Quick observation. I listen to you consistently understand the major market influence. I appreciate you listening to us consistently. <laughs> That's kind of fucking sick. Uh, that said, there's a reason why the Thank Carolina you. Hurricanes are minimally talked about. They're minimally talked about because I don't really like the organization, to be completely honest <laughs> with you, Mike Wood. But I will I say that. this. I will say this right off the rip about Carolina. I they have, have the, the best playoffs. third jerseys. In the league, I don't, I don't like anything about the fans and the rink and I'm all the shenanigans. The throwbacks. I, but what I'm gonna say is, I think that there are five teams who I would consider the Stanley Cup favorites. Okay. All right. Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. The Minnesota Wild. Okay. I watched them last last oh, night when they played Florida the Avs. Sure, but go what? ahead. What'd you say? Oh, Florida, yeah. Yeah, and the, dude, they're they're built for it. Yep. I truly yeah. think they're built for it. And then in the East, you have Florida, you have Tampa, and dude, the Carolina Hurricanes buzz. Like they are, they're a fucking really good hockey team with a hell of a coach. Um, they picked up Max Domi. Yeah, a great move for them. I was hoping the Rangers did something like that. He's gonna fit in well there. I dude, he because he's a fucking cock, man. Like, he gets underneath the skin. He'll fight people. He's still pretty skilled, and you put him on a team with a whole bunch of other skilled, like, fucking dickheads, I think he's going to fit in good there. I think he's, like, 
he's like your third line superstar on a championship team. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what they want as a championship. But when he's team. when he's when he's asked to be top six, I don't think he's there. No, but I think I think he's I think he's like a poor man's Nazim Kadri. I don't think he's as reckless as Kadri. I think he's a smarter player. Maybe. I don't know. They they kind of give me similar vibes. Uh right. keep keeping with them. Well, this is when Mike Wood jinxed Carolina. Because I did yeah. a little research there. In the, month, in the month of March, Carolina has played 13 games going seven and six. If you take those games versus teams currently in the playoff structure, they're four and five in those matchups. So everything I just said about them being a favorite, I take back. They're gonna get bounced <laughs> in the first round. I'm just kidding, Mike Wood. Um and follow-up story. Oh, with Ian Cole and Lorley Moose. Cole yeah. had her and her family in for a game, met with them, gave her jersey. This was the the uh the tooth thing. Yep, the good guy of the week a few weeks ago. So there's your hurricanes, Mike Wood. Uh moving on, Columbus Blue Jackets. Rick Nash got his number retired in a ceremony versus Boston last week. Oh, hey, it's the first guy for Columbus to ever do it. He he did all the little things. Uh for the <laughs> Rangers at least. Uh two this Columbus Blue Jackets. Cool. What? Oh, no, I haven't seen this. Right. Oh, wait. No, I haven't. Two Columbus Blue Jackets fans are traveling to as many rinks as they can with bland Columbus Blue Jackets jersey. Says road trip on the. Oh, that's supposed to be blank, not bland. Typo. My bad. Oh, well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are putting patches of the teams that they visit. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's a neat idea, you know. Dude, where do people get the money and time to do this? I have no idea. Must be fucking nice. Um, <laughs> Calgary Flames. They brought in Cal Yarncroft and Ryan Carpenter. Uh, Brent Sutter was pissed after uh, took team doctors 33 minutes to stitch up Eric Branson during the game. He said he could have done it in five minutes. I saw horses and cows in 10 minutes. I thought that was a sick quote. Like, that's that a, hilarious. What a fucking guy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we don't really have good or bad Chicago, but after the Hagel deal, Jonathan Taves commented, if he's not a guy that's part of a rebuild, then I don't know. I don't know if anyone feels safe at this point. I mean, that, lead, that quote leads me to believe that uh, Taves – neither Taves nor Kane were aware that Hagel was out the door <coughs> and they talked about being transparent. And there was that whole thing with uh, the GM. Um, what's his name? Armstrong. No, not Armstrong. The new GM for Chicago uh, and the Toronto Dubas. They had a whole little bit, a uh, little bit of a tickle slap fight uh, last week too, around the trade deadline. Right. Yep. 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 About the, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know. Kane to the Rangers. Uh, Colorado brought in Andrew Cogliano and Lekkanen from Montreal. Nate McKinnon dropped gloves to Matt Dumba last night. Did you see this hit? I didn't see the hit. I saw the fight. Pretty good hit on Miko Randonen. They both went at it. What was cool is normally they don't really show, like, the – like, they'll show the bench kind of going nuts. But when they came back from commercial, three or four Minnesota Wilds get over to penalty box, give them nuts, be like, hey, good job, which I thought was – they just – What's funny is I like both of those players. McKinnon I'm telling you, man, I think that there is something special brewing in Minnesota. I just get this really vibe. Magic? Dude, I watched that game. I was like, they are, they're buzzing. Hmm. They were up, then they went down. They didn't get scared. Zuccarello is – actually, I have a stat for you real quick. Hold on, let me pull up my fucking thing because this pissed me off today. Everybody was so pissed that they got rid of Buchnevich when they never should have gotten rid of fucking Zuccarello. Where is it? Give me two seconds. <laughs> Where the fuck did it go? This is good radio, huh? <laughs> oh, right here. Um, most assists in a single season in Wild franchise history. Pierre-Marc Bouchard had 50. Miko Koivu had 49. And Zuccarello has 48. And there's a ton of games left to play. So it looks like he's going to shatter that. Wow. Good for him. Shout out to Zook. Um, 
Kamal Carr scored his 24th goal last week. He's now in first place in all scoring categories. Past Santos Ozelinch for most by a defenseman in the season in Avalanche Nordiques history. Goals, assists, and points. Santos Ozelinch was sick. Yeah. But Makar passed him with a lot of games left. Yeah, but does he have a Norris? Uh, nope. We're yeah. going to – I mean, I think that's got to go to Yossi. I don't know. I I still I, – let me get back up on my soapbox. Can we separate the Norris? Yeah. Maybe call it the Bobby Orr for the offensive defenseman and the Norris for the defensive defenseman? Because yeah. all everyone talks about with the Norris is points, and that's not the definition of the Norris. Yeah, it's no. – it is what it is. Dallas Stars, Fink. Um, they brought in Scott Wedgwood. What a pickup for you guys. Uh, you got a win Kadobin. last night. Anton Kadobin's out for six months. Do you remember at the beginning of the year they had Kadobin, Bishop, and Holpe, and everybody was like, what the fuck are they doing? Now look. Yeah. yeah. Um, Detroit, they brought in Oscar Sunquist. I like this deal for them. Yeah, it's a good pickup. Big body. Um, They've had opponents. Oh, yeah, this hasn't been good this year. Uh, have had, had opponents cool. work their way up the numeric ladder and goals against. Bad games of zero. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and 11 goals against. You think that's ever so? The last time a team scored 11 goals was 2019. Uh, 2019, I think it's later on in the Pittsburgh one. Uh, but I didn't go back and look, but that's a pretty like a weird little number, you know, little number thing there. I thought that was pretty cool. I wonder if that has been done. I don't know. Um, next week's in real time. <laughs> Edmonton brought in Derek Brassard and Brett Kulak. Connor McDavid has reached the 60 assist mark for the sixth consecutive season. Only one player in NHL history has recorded a longer run. Rain Gretzky, he had 13. So good luck, Connor. Um, <laughs> well, almost seven more years and you got him, buddy. Right. Uh, Florida brought in Claude Giroux, Robert Haig, Connor Bunneman, and yeah. Ben Trott. Claude Giroux, not in a Flyers jersey, is weird to me. Yeah. All right. So here's this thing. I, I think I heard it on 32 Thoughts. So. Talk about a W for Giroux. He gets out of Philly, number one, who was horrible, not going anywhere. Goes to Florida, who's one of the odds-on favorites to win the Cup. Philadelphia retains half his salary, right? So he only gets paid half his salary from Florida. But the way it works in the in the NHL under, this, under the CBA is Florida pays this year's entire salary to Giroux. Okay? okay. Mm-hmm. So he gets that tax. tax. And then what happens in the offseason is Florida pays back half. I mean, uh, sorry, Philly pays back half to Florida to balance the books. So Giroux made out, made out. I mean, I don't know what the state tax is in Philly, but it's probably like 20, 30 percent. So what's he making? Eight million. Right. Yeah. So that's like what? Six, seven hundred grand more in his pocket. I'd take it. Yeah, I mean, I'd go there him. specifically because of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder if that's why he chose there, right? Yeah, could be. Uh, the LA Kings they brought in Troy Stetcher. Uh, Jonathan Quick had 700 games played, only the 30th goalie and only the fourth U.S. born goalie, Brasso Miller and the Beezer. Richter had concussions, that's why. Yeah, um, Minnesota they brought in Marc Andre Fleury and Nick Delorier. I think those are both really good moves. Nick Delorier is tough as. shit. Nick Deloria is a perfect Minnesota player. Yeah, and fucking Flurry will be good if in case Talbot shits the bed. Did you so. see the thing today with Flurry about they asked him? Uh, it was rumored that Washington wanted in on him. Yeah, and he's like, no disrespect, but it didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All the years of Pittsburgh, right? yeah, good for him. Montreal becomes the first team in the NHL to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. 
fall from grace. But Marty St. Louis is doing a good job there. And Cole yeah, Coffey, listen, really right you're out of the playoffs. You got the inside track for the number one pick. Yep. And, and yeah, and the your younger guys are performing. So. That's it. Um, Nashville brought in Jeremy Lazan from Seattle. Yeah, they're kind of like a low key undercover playoff pick for me too. Like yeah, I don't yeah. want to go super long into the. We playoff, have to go. We have to go back and look at our our predictions. They're they're an absolute. I I would hate to play them in seven games. So we're halfway home. Brownie, you want to take the halfway home one? Sure. The uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Eve Gascon made her debut in net for the. Gatineau Olympiques last weekend. She becomes the third woman in history to play net in the queue behind, behind Manon Rayom and Charlene Labonte. The 18-year-old made 18 saves in overtime loss, but she filled the new barn uh, for a 4,700-seat uh, sellout for the first time there. So good for her. The Premier Hockey Federation, which was the Nor- used to be the NWHL, yep. uh, the Isabel Cup will be is starting any minute. What time is it? Yeah, it just started. They just had puck draw for the Isabel Cup uh, outside of Tampa on ESPN2. The Connecticut Whale take on the uh, Boston Pride. The Whale came in as the number one seed, and they, along with the number two seed, the Toronto Six, earned buys for the weekend tournament. Friday, the Boston Pride handled the Buffalo Buttes 6 to nothing to advance, and the Minnesota Whitecaps knocked out the Metro- Metropolitan Riveters 4-1. to Earlier uh, Sunday in the semifinals, the Whale beat the Whitecaps 4-2 and the Pride beat the 6-5-1. This sets up the championship game tonight between the number one Whale and the number three Pride. Uh, The Pride will be going for their second cup in a row and their third all-time, and the Whale has never won the, the cup. Okay. So good hockey, good team hockey, a lot more physical than the women's college game, but it's good hockey, ESPN too. Really good hockey. Yeah. So by the time you hear this, it'll already be over. <laughs> Might be a difference. <laughs> New Jersey Devils. They uh, they brought in Andrew Hammond, <coughs> and uh, cool thing here: PK Subban uh, to match donations for young Ukrainian cancer patients in the Montreal hospital. Just See, the guy does great shit off the, the ice, yeah. but off the ice. What a guy! Seriously. Um, this was weird. The Islanders extended Zach Preezy and Cal Clutterbuck for two more years. There were a lot of rumors that Clutterbuck was on his way out, and then he went and got surgery. So, Do you think this was a uh, – I feel like with Clutterbuck, it might be a loyalty contract, how uh, Lamarillo likes to do that with Parise. I assume it's to put him at a, at a number that he can be moved, just like the Bruins hopefully did with DeBrusque. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We'll see. Uh, head coach Barry Trotz hits 900 wins as a head coach. Only third coach to achieve this threshold behind Bowman and Quenville. Um, your uh, New York Hockey Rangers, we brought in Andrew Kopp, Tyler Mott, Nick Merkley, which was like an AHL pickup, and Justin Braun. <coughs> I, I love Andrew Kopp, and I like oh, yeah. Tyler Braun a lot. So um, they've been fitting in pretty well. We'll talk a little bit about it more later. Ottawa Center's brought in Zach Senshin. Yep. Matthew Joseph and Travis Hamanick. So uh Jake DeRoss is the last one standing, right? That's it. Yeah. Last one standing. First one to ask out, but the last one there. That's how it normally works. Yeah. Uh Philadelphia Flyers, the East Coast team, the Reading Royals died the rice screen for St. Patrick's Day. That would have given me a headache to play on that, but pretty cool. Yeah, it was looked pretty cool, but I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, and then with leaving of Drew, other things mentioned. He's the only player in NHL history to play exactly one thousand games in one team. Uh, his final Philadelphia game, he brought his dad to read the lineup card. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah. 
only the second flyer to play over a thousand. Bobby Clark has eleven hundred and forty-four. Eleven hundred, one hundred, eleven. Yeah, eleven hundred four. Wow, Jimmy. Yep. Um, that was the the thing about the salary. Yeah. So then we got yep. the salary. Pittsburgh brought in Ricard Raquel. Um, the Pens team in uh, is the first team in 19 years to score 11 goals in a game when they pumped Detroit 11 to two, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. The San Jose Sharks oh, brought 19 in, years, not since 2019. 19 years. 19 years. So I'm not even pretend like I know how to do that. Yeah. I can't believe it's been 19 years since 2003. Holy shit. <laughs> um, the Sharks brought in Capo Kakinen from Minnesota. Tomas Hurdle, he was rumored to be on the trade block for the last five years, signed an eight-year extension with the Sharks prior to the deadline, 8.1 mil. Good player. I don't hate the yep. contract. I think he'll live up to it. Um, Seattle brought in Victor Rask from Minnesota. There was like – he got hurt. I read something about this whole thing. Is He got hurt and he was never really able to come back, and Minnesota just didn't have the people, so hopefully he gets a shot there. Um, while they only added Rask, they stopped up on picks in the upcoming draft. They have a first-rounder, four second-rounders, which is theirs, Florida, Nashville, Toronto, a third rounder, three fourth rounders, their own Calgary and Washington, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh round pick. They also have another 13 picks in the 2023 draft. So, yeah, see, um, this was interesting, I think, because the way Vegas did it, right? They kind of snookered everybody. Yep. And they kind of took advantage. So everybody was on guard for that. So Seattle did a different approach. They go, look, we're going to, we're going to acquire s- smart, dependable players. And we're going to take players that people maybe don't expect that people are going to want at the trade deadline. Yeah. Like uh, we're getting to it, but Winnipeg, Mason Appleton, they picked him up from Winnipeg. Then they traded him back to Winnipeg for a pick. You know, it was smart. It was just a different way to approach it, but smart. They're taking their time. Yeah. Um, St. Louis brought in Nick Letty. They got a haul for Nick Letty. I was kind of surprised about that. Uh, the Lightning brought in Brandon Hagel from Chicago, Riley Nash from Arizona, and Nick Paul from Ottawa. Uh, the and Hagel and Nick Paul. third line that they lost. Yep, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much, man. Uh, Toronto brought in Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell, and they waived Peter Mrazek. He cleared waivers. I, I like these pickups for Toronto, honestly. I think Giordano's really good. I think Blackwell will be good for them, too. So yep. uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, they unveiled a reversible jersey designed in conjunction with Justin Bieber. A lot of people hated it. I'm kind of indifferent. I wouldn't go out and buy it, but I don't think they're dumb. I mean, it's a smart move, but I'm ecstatic that the Bruins didn't do anything so stupid. Yeah. You know, like I'm glad it, I mean, it fits Toronto in the way they are, you know, no. with their, with their TikTok advertising on their helmets. God. <laughs> Vancouver brought in Travis Dermott from Toronto. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights. This was weird. During a flurry of trades, Vegas didn't read the fine print and attempted to trade Evgeny Dadanov to uh, Anaheim. The Ducks were one of the teams on its no-move list, and Vegas didn't think it was valid. However, Dadanov's agent had the, the read receipts and showed his email receipt that the team had received the list. Part of the confusion is that Vegas thought that Dadanov's no-move contract was waived dead when he was traded from Ottawa. However, in the latest CBA, it was clarified that the no-movement clause uh, moves with the player. Now Vegas is up against a cap. Once this trade is reverted, it leaves Vegas with only four hundred grand. Unusable cap space. As a result, they would now need to clear $4.8 million to activate Martinez and 9.01 to activate Stone. They currently have a roster of 26 players. When doing the Tampa Bay, lightning goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing, too, which kind of sucked because he's a good guy, is John Moore was like in limbo for like three days. Yeah. You know? Brian Kessler's dead contract was involved with this deal. Yeah, it was – 
you don't see that shit. You normally it's kind of bottomed up. I think they're trying to sneak a fast one, but guys, well, no, no, no. I don't think they were. I think I think the league is just donkeys because they. It's up to the agent and the player to keep track of their no movements. There's no like centralized hub. Like it's a spreadsheet. Tap how friendly. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or how hard is that? Like we could create one for for the morning skate writers and be like a tab brownie refuses to go to Tampa, Toronto. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah. It, it's so easy. You're talking like, about yeah. something in at NHL HQ that can't do that. Yeah, and like. I don't know, man. It's just your professional billion dollar you know, industry. Your professional organization, you would think that you'd have a little bit more to offer there, but oh well. No, but let's let's design a jersey for an original six with Justin Bieber instead. The Biebs. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So Washington brought in Marcus Johansson and Johan Larson. Is Johan Larson not a name for a guy who was on the Red Wings? <laughs> Franzen, 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 Franzen. Yeah. Okay. I, I was hoping that the Bruins were going to get uh, Marcus Johansson. Him and Coyle played great together way back. I just like him as a player. Um. Oh, this was weird. Someone thought it was a good idea to give Franz stress balls, like apples, and honor Nicholas Batchelor reading reaching a thousand games in New Jersey. Of course, he got the point on a goal, not an assist, and took the officials with both teams helping several minutes clear the ice. That was mayhem. That was just idiotic. Mayhem. Think someone lost their job over that? I don't know. I think you ever thought of it definitely was like hiding in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then lastly, Winnipeg. They brought in Zach Stanford, Zach Stanford and uh, Mason Appleton. And that is your NHL in the news. Dude, all 32. All 32 teams. So shout out to Mike Wood and everybody else. For guilting us into talking about Carolina. All right. Dump and change time, Brownie. Take it away, bud. Uh, first off, we'll go with the sad one. RIP to the WWE legend, Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. He passed away from uh, complications uh, from hip surgery. He was only 63 years old. Uh, he also struggled with drugs and alcohol for a long time. You remember Razor Ramon, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one was kind of wild. Uh, Mike Tyson was hosting a uh, stand-up comedy night, and he was challenged by a heckler who kept saying – kept trying to get Tyson to fight him saying that if, uh, if Tyson fought him, it would raise this guy's status. Uh, it's went on for, uh, for some time. And at one point when they were trying to get this guy out of there, the guy pulled a gun. Tyson kept calm and, uh, ended up hugging the guy and, uh, escorting him out and, uh, no police were involved. He's lucky that this is in 2023 and not back in the 90s when well, Tyson 2022, was 2022, but sure. Yeah, wow. Whew. You know <laughs> what I mean. This is what the really this says is that this guy is lucky that weed is legal. Yeah. Mike Tyson has fairly flat out credited marijuana for keeping him out of jail. Yeah. yeah. Mike Tyson would have ripped that guy limb by limb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been bad. Yeah. Um, uh, sticking with fighting, uh, Conor McGregor was arrested for dangerous driving in Dublin on his way to a training session. He passed all alcohol and drug tests, uh, but they uh, briefly impounded his Bentley Continental GT, which is worth a cool $185,000. I have a hot take. Go ahead. Conor McGregor was way cooler when he wasn't rich. Oh, you can say that about, yeah, you can say that about almost all of them, right? I think so. Okay, you, well, look, what, my, Irish, is, like, he was tough as shit. He backed it up, and now he's just, 
And he's always been arrogant, but now it's like it's a just on yachts and all that. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Uh, who's the hardo Dublin cop that was like, I'm pulling over Conor McGregor? Yeah, right. And yeah, <laughs> I wonder if it was just two guys like, I dare you. I'll, I'll do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would love to have the backstory, you know? Right. Uh, Buffalo Bills getting a new stadium for a cool 1.4 billion. The owner, what's his name? Terry? Is it Terry Pagula? Yeah. Terry Pagula, who also owns the Sabres, threatened to move the team, and he got approved for $1 billion. Actually, it came out today. I think it's like only $850 million in public funds. His personal wealth is in the multi-billions. It's such, it's such nonsense, but yeah. whatever. Uh, this one was great. Ken Griffey Jr. is currently the sixth highest paid player on the Cincinnati Reds payroll at a cool $3.59 million. And he has not played baseball since 2008. That's pretty fucking cool, man. It's like this the Bobby Bonding again paid like a million dollars a year for the last like 50 years. This is why when people bitch about the NHL and the hard cap, this is why it's good. Because this nonsense does not go on. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, and luckily we recorded tonight instead of last night because we would have missed it. But last night at the Oscars, the slap heard around the world. Yeah. Will Smith, quote unquote, slapped the shit from Chris Rock's own mouth uh, on live TV and then repeatedly told Rock to keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth uh, after a joke about Jada Pinkett's hair. During the commercial break, Smith was seen to be calmed down by Denzel Washington and Bradley Cooper. Uh, Pinkett ha- Jada Pinkett has alopecia, and apparently there's a long history between Chris Rock and Will Smith, and this was basically the last straw. They've both issued apologies. Um, Rock had his apology come out first saying, you know, basically that his comment was inappropriate and he apologized. Yeah. And then Smith was saying how um, he's working on himself and all this stuff. But what was really bad is that Will Smith won the Best Actor Award like 30 minutes later. And what's really the travesty of this whole thing is that they were announcing the documentary uh, awards. And this this all happened before the announcement and an excellent documentary by Questlove won the Academy Award and it all got overshadowed. So it's called the summer of soul. And I suggest you see it. It's a very good movie. I think uh, the world is so fucking soft, dude. The fact that Chris Rock retired makes me sick or not retired. uh, Apologized. Oh, what? Like, why are you doing that, man? You did absolutely nothing wrong. You're a fucking comedian. Like he's yeah. not that I mean, this is insane to me. It's uh, they were making fun of Will Smith earlier in the night too for his open marriage, so maybe he just had enough. And I was telling you before we started recording, my wife read some book about him, about Will Smith, or had to have been a book, or maybe his book. Does he have a book? I don't know. Yeah, I think he has a book, and he's very honest in it. Or I mean, whatever. They're all actors, but uh, she said he's basically a pretty sad. It's a pretty sad story the way he is, and. Uh, I mean, they're all like, wait, like kind of manic. And I mean, it's a room full of narcissists giving themselves awards. So, I mean, who really cares at the end of the day? Dude, in a world where all those guys are just, oh, everybody has feelings and this and that. And then to watch like one of them get slapped in the face and be like, no, it's fine. It's just, it's just so the hypocrisy of everybody who attended that event last night was just out. And like, I don't understand how somebody just, I don't know. I'm okay. With, like I'm okay with everything, dude. Like you have you have a wife, right? And like you don't want her getting tripped. Like I get that. First off, he laughed. 
Second off, he's well, been if you watch the video, he laughed and then looked at her and saw she wasn't laughing. Yeah, but and like he's, when, yeah. he's been cucked for for yeah. how long? No, I know it's tough for sure. Like, bro, Will, get the I don't know, man. I, I'm a Chris Rock guy. I'm on Chris Rock's side thoroughly through this. It wasn't even that bad of a joke, dude. Like, well, I, I, it all comedy. All, he's a all fucking context, comedian. Right? He's one of the best comedians of all time. Well, it's all context. If he, if there really is bad blood, and he's been like, "Hey, leave my wife out of this," and they had a talk about it in the past, which there are some reports, then maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate. I guess you know. I mean, me personally, if I was Will Smith, I probably would have just filed that one away, and then I would have set him at the, seen him at a different at the after party, and like, "Hey, man, can I talk to you for a sec?" Yeah. And then just beat the tar out of him or beat the wheels off him right there, right? That would have been way cooler. Yeah. But, but Chris Rock, I thought, handled it as well as some. Well, the only way it would have been cool is if he one punched Will Smith and knocked him out. That would have been the only. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Oh that my would have been God. fucking sick. But I don't know. We had a, there was a picture going around of all these like uh, act celebrities, like their reactions to him. Yeah. And there was some funny, like Nicole Kidman definitely turned looked turned on. And <laughs> uh, I think Mel Gibson thought it was a Django match. Um, <laughs> but, uh, fucking, uh, Ryan Gosling was like laughing. That was the best one. He was laughing. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. He was laughing. Yeah. Dude, he got hit hard. But all right. Well, that was dump and change. There you go. Now it's Rangers time. We keep it brief. I love the pickups. I think Andrew Cop looks great. Uh, Tyler Mott. Boy, that guy buzzes, man. He's fast as shit. Oh wait, did I miss one? I missed one. What did you miss? I have this on a second sheet. Sorry, I didn't put it on there. So have you heard? Sorry, I'm sorry to get you. I know you got your. Oh, you're gonna get classic, classic, yeah, classic. <laughs> have you heard of the Savannah Bananas? Yeah, the baseball team. Right. They they introduced a ninth rule today. I guess they've been introducing rules slowly and slowly. Their ninth rule. I meant to put this in dump and change. Their ninth rule today: if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Oh yeah, yeah, and they 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 showed somebody catch a foul ball or some shit like that. that. It's great, dude. It is. I'm reaching out to them to see if they want to sponsor or get on or do something. It'd be cool. They, they're I, definitely I, fun. They're great for their support, dude. A little bit. It's they're dude. They're sold out for months in advance. Yeah, they, they do go really for weekends in different places. See, I thought it's that was funny. So they're kind of what are they? They kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters of like baseball. Oh yeah, they do. Like the owner wears a yellow tuxedo every game. The players do like all these on on field celebrations. They do these like elaborate walk up dances and everything. The rules are insane about the whole league. Oh, the, I don't think it's baseball though. Like I think it's like halfway decent baseball. Yeah, it's uh it's a unincorporated minor league team, so they don't have any affiliation. And I it looks like the guys really enjoy themselves. Like there was yeah. one guy who's doing an interview in a, a bathtub. And they do like they got guys mic'd up and they do like uh impractical joker stuff with the ear pieces, like dare each other to do stuff during it's games. Like, it's like major league back to the minors. Yeah, basically. Great yeah. movie. But funny, yeah. So sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. I don't really have much on the Rangers, man. They I mean they just beat Buffalo, they beat Carolina not that long ago. I think the free agent pick or the trade deadline pickups are really good for them. How about Frankie uh, V with a Rangers debut there? Yeah, the Springfield fucking rifle. He's got four games are uh, four goals already. His parents actually own a pizza place. Uh, and they had like this whole walkthrough when he was in college. They did like a behind the scenes and he kind of showed his hometown. Thought that was cool. But uh, he's, he's boys with Truba, right? Isn't that the yeah? So he's boys with Truba and Andrew Cop is boys with Truba. That's right. And I think Tyler Mott too. Like they just brought yeah. in all the fucking Jacob Truba's friends. So um, but it seems to be kind well, of he's gonna out. for his teammates even more. Yeah, and you know, Georgia is fucking trash. Also, 
Did you see Scotty Upshaw and Obi talk about how Truba was like the um, Scott Stevens of the NHL, the modern yeah. day? Yeah. When did somebody say that not that long ago? Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Didn't even well, play clearly, clearly uh, Obi and Uppy. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah, they're tuning in for sure. Hey, thanks but, for listening, fellas. Appreciate it. Yeah, we love we love your show. If you want to come on, come on. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. What do you got for the bees? Uh, where's my brewing stuff? All right. So without Bergeron, they won three or four. Take it. They've gone eight and two in the last ten. All four lines are cl- clicking. Marshawn uh, just passed Neely for six all time on the goals. Jeez. So they dominated Tampa Bay. Do you remember? Uh, they. I mean, not the score, the game. Uh, Vasilevsky kept him in it, but you remember there was a goalie. I, it was a it was a pits. It was someone. Oh, it was um. Who's the Nashville goalie who just retired? Pekka Rinne. Pekka Rinne. Remember he could not play in Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah. horrible. Mm-hmm. Vasilevsky's got that same kind of thing going on with Boston. Really, he really has a tough time in Boston lately, and it's great. I mean, I'm I'm here for it because fuck those guys. Well, it's, but, it's the, the opposite of the whole B curse. Yeah, but yeah, right, right. But uh yeah, I don't I don't understand it. So, anyways, they have Toronto tomorrow night and uh Jack, good yeah, well, there's, there's good hockey on tomorrow night. You got Toronto, we got Pittsburgh. Uh, Jack homeboy Jack's been calling it. They've been moving up the mountain, moving up the mountain. That's his thing now. Oh, can I interrupt you really, really quick? Yeah. Remember how I hit that parlay and I thought I was the man, and then I tweeted out the next day parlay and I literally went over five. Yeah. I hit another five banger last night. So, so tomorrow, I, maybe I'll know. maybe I'll get back into it. Maybe it's like three. I don't bet a lot of money when I do it because I'm, right. like, I'm poor as shit. But like, I'm hoping to casually grow this into like a million dollar thing. There you go. Yeah, casual. Yeah, casual mill. Um. So DeBrus scored last night. I'm hope. Listen, as much as I'm on DeBrusque, and I've been in a lot of arguments about this. As as much as I'm, are you backpedaling? No, no, I'm not backpedaling. Oh, I don't want to backpedaling. Get those moves up. Get I those. don't want them on the Bruins, but there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. So they sign him to the two-year deal. Hopefully he looks attractive. And on draft day, someone looks at his inflated numbers. And How is that going to look attractive? Out. He's making $4 million a year. $4 million a year for a top six forward. Is he a top six forward, Brownie? I don't think so. But I'm hoping there's a GM out there that does. All right. So listen. GMs make idiotic deals all the time. We just need one guy. Hopefully, Peter Shirelli gets a job somewhere, and he's all about Jake DeBrusque. Um, so I, don't think, I don't think Jake DeBrusque sniffs our top six. I don't, he shouldn't sniff the Bruins' top six. No, fair. Um, so he's, he scored on a uh, against the hours on a on a fluky goal. He, he kind of golfed it on net, and it bounced up and over the shoulder. It was a weird goal. But uh, prior to that, in four of six games playing on the top line, he registered zero shots on that. I mean, come on. And listen, I don't, I don't want him to hit everybody. I don't want him to fight. What I want him to do is skate hard every fucking shift. And I want him to do a hard stop and go back. I don't need him doing the flyby curl like he's playing beer league and he's gassed. I don't need that. And the stupid golf thing to clear the puck, fuck off. So, all right, I'm calm now. So uh, the addition of Hampus Lindholm uh, was huge for the Bruins at the trade deadline, and then they immediately signed him to an extension. Uh, and they also added Josh Brown as a rental for some toughness. And the, Bruce Cassie said today that Josh Brown and Mike Riley, who've both been out, are probably going to play Thursday and Saturday. They're going to s- swap in as the third pairing. So 
I was just looking at Cat Friendly, and the Bruins are pretty set on the back end. McAvoy and Lindholm, this is not counting this year. McAvoy and Lindholm, your top pair for the next seven years. They got Carlo for six, Grizzlick for the next two. Forbert, Riley, and Clifton, which uh, two, two, and one. And then Zaboro, who everyone forgets about is hurt. He's a UFA G6, and he, which means he hasn't played enough games to become a UFA. So he's still an RFA. I feel like this is a how thing that he would understand, but I don't really. It's very murky. But their back end and net is solid. So I think this is what we're talking about, the window being open longer. Okay. So I don't. Maybe for the Bruins. They got Toronto tomorrow night. Uh, I think McAvoy is a number one or number two defenseman. I think Lindholm's top four. I think Carlo, if he's playing his best, is top four. I think Grizzlick, if he's playing his best, is a second pairing defenseman. And then all the other ones are just kind of. Oh, listen, if you're going to give me a combination of Forbert, Riley, Clifton, and Zavoral as your third pair, sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like I'm just, and I shouldn't be talking shit because the Rangers defense has been in shambles for years, but for now, they're actually fucking halfway decent. Hmm. They have an ISO cam on Adam Fox every fucking game. No, that was just last game. That was weird, oh, right? That was very I weird. on both feeds too. So I'm right. I'm in Saratoga, so I didn't get the New York City feed. I got the fucking stupid Buffalo feed. And oh. they didn't have Jennerette. They had some other guy who was actually pretty fucking good, but listening to Marty Braun whine during periods was brutal. But they had the fucking Adam Fox feed on that feed too. It was fucking weird. I will say that they uh Buffalo in overtime, they Bought the they play keep away. Huh? They play keep away the whole fucking time. They brought their puck, they brought the puck behind their net and they sat and waited for Fox to get off. Yeah. Before they went forward. I thought that was hey, listen, that's good coaching, right? Yeah. Yeah, that worked out for him. Keandre. <laughs> um speaking of Keandre Miller, dude, now that I'm thinking about it. Obviously, I think if the Rangers were to lose Adam Fox for injury long term, it'd be bad. But I think they're the the second defenseman would be Really bad to be Keandre Miller. Like he's been that good this year. I feel like Keandre Miller is just getting better and better too. Yeah, I think I don't ever think he's going to be like an offensive stallion, but I think that he's going to be a really, really, really. He good looked good player. with that open ice and his speed last night. I think he's going to be a really good defenseman. And Lafreniere, dude, he has points in his last six. Huh? Which is weird because like he doesn't impress me, but he continues to fucking do this shit. And like Capo hasn't done it. He's also been hurt, but you haven't seen Capo do this consistently. So. I don't know. We'll see. But that's uh, that's what we got on our Rangers and Bruins. Do you have anything in beer league? I got a game tomorrow night. Last game of the regular season. Playoffs next week. Okay. Um, haven't skated in three weeks, so this should be fucking yeah, I, awesome. I haven't skated in forever. I'm trying – so co-ed softball starts soon, and I'm trying to ump games. These motherfuckers get paid $56 a game, cash, and they're there, oh. for, an, they're there for an hour. How serious is it? Dude, anybody can do it. No, no, no. I mean, like, how serious are the games? You're gonna have to deal with some hardo kicking dirt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But for oh. 56 bucks, dude. So Saturday, make the wrong fucking call. Saturday, <laughs> uh, we went to the zoo and I talked to you. We were going to the zoo to take my daughter. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm not a zoo guy, and I, I was really going into that dreading it, but it was okay. But it's so sad. Oh, some donkey brought a dog too, and the tiger I thought was gonna jump, and this lady's <laughs> like it was like a uh, what do you call it? What do you call those? Uh, oh yeah, uh, comfort, a comfort, a comfort dog. But it was a fucking Great Dane, and it was unneutered. 
So the dog's there and the tiger is literally staring at it and his all his fur is standing up and he's like digging in with his back legs, getting ready to jump across the moat at the fence, you know? And this lady's like, I think he might be getting a, a get, I think he might smell my dog. And I'm like, you think? And my <laughs> daughter, my daughter looks at her, my remind me, my daughter's five. She goes, That dog is prey, and that tiger's the predator. And so the lady leaves and all the, the tigers going crazy. The lions are all roaring because it's all in the same area. Kind of fucking sick, though, because normally when you're in those, they don't normally do shit. They normally just kind of chill. This tiger, so they- dude, this tiger came all the way from the back of the enclosure and was right there. We have, My daughter was probably so 15. That, might, that might be an old hockey trick, dude. If you want to fucking stir the pot at a zoo, bring a dog. <laughs> bring a dog. So the, the husband comes up and he's standing by me. He's like going to his wife. He's like, yeah, the tiger's still smelling. And I knew it was the husband. And I go, yeah, who would have thought bringing a dog to the fucking zoo was a good idea? And the guy just looks at me and I'm like, it's a giant cat and a dumb dog. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. And my wife's like, that's the husband. I'm like, I know it's the fucking husband. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But anyways, I totally, oh, my train of thought. I totally lost it without... Oh, let me let me just pull over here so we can really continue the podcast. Um, so when we pulled up, there's all these uh, public fields, you know, like right by the zoo where we were. And um, they had an adult kickball league, like a massive amount of people out there playing kickball. Well, pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. the um, They had umps. They had three umps on one game. My homies back in Nashville. That's what they're playing right now. They're playing kickball really? on Monday nights. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I need, this is going to sound like such a hard thing to say. I needed something a little bit more challenging than kickball. I'm sure there's competitive kickball. Well, no, like I love, I love playing shortstop. Like I love getting a ground ball and like turning like, like, you know what I mean? Or like even bat. I like, I kickball just doesn't do it for me, man. I love tennis. I love fucking softball, hockey. I'm awful at basketball, but I'll play. But there's just something about kickball where it's like, I just, I don't, I'm not into it. All right. Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. All right. Um, all right, Dominic Moore, cheers and zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, my hero of the week. I'm only have one. My neighbor, shout-out Brandon Ray. Uh, this guy flew him down to Nashville. He helped me fucking put the trailer on, move everything out, and he drove the whole fucking way home. Were you prepared for when he showed up? Were you all packed and ready to go? He said he was impressed. He put me at 75%. 75% packed? Yeah. That's but, uh, so yeah, but, yeah, but the thing is, is I couldn't pack some of the shit because I didn't know how we were loading everything into the truck. What? I didn't know, like, how we were loading, like, and I didn't know room-wise if I was going to have to, like, just jam shit into the bat. Like, I, the shit that wasn't packed wasn't packed for a reason. So, him saying he's impressed is a low-key way of saying that his expectations were very, very low. Yeah, probably. But he flew in, picked him up. We we fucking we went out. We went to this uh what the fuck? God damn Jack Brown's. Uh he had a burger that had peanut butter on it and mayonnaise and he said it's the best thing he's ever had in his entire life. They gave us the recipe for it. I had a burger that had macaroni and cheese on it. And then we went to Robert's on it or in it? On it. And then we went to this place called Roberts, which is on Broadway. If you guys ever go to Nashville, you're going to spend $18 for a beer, like pretty much at every bar that you go to. Except, except for Roberts. They have $2.50 Bush Lights. So that's where we went. There you go. And then we he drove the whole way home. There's a burger place by my parents' house, and my dad keeps threatening my mom that's all stuffed burgers. 
So there's a peanut butter filled burger that he keeps saying he wants to get and she won't let him. So <laughs> I, good luck. I, yeah. But I don't know. Just shout out to him. He helped me fucking unload shit. And then we had a fire the other night, got fucked up. He's a great guy. So nice. shout out to him. Uh, I have two heroes. My first one's quick. My first one's Fink. Oh, so Fink put up a story? Real? What's it on Instagram? It could, it could be either. Well, he put up one of the things at the top that you press the button. Story. Story. And uh, it was, I, I could not tell you what the video of was. It was probably Fink and some goofy face playing hockey or something. But the music was G-Love. And I texted him immediately. And I was like, do you have G-Love playing in your story or whatever? And he was like, like, absolutely. And actually, he discovered him through Jack Johnson. So there you go. So shout out to Fink for, for another G-Love guy. But my real hero... Uh, is a family. So in Fitchburg, which is a few towns west of me. Fitchburg State Division Three, dude. There you go. Uh, Fitchburg's a few towns over from me down the Route 2 corridor, uh, heading out towards central western Mass. Uh, It's a Fitchburg man named William Hubbard. He has a 19-year-old daughter named Aislinn, who has a son who's eight months old, whose name is Seraphim. So the mother and son were in Ukraine where the kid was born. They wouldn't let her leave the country. There's some with COVID and age. They weren't allowed to leave. So her and her boyfriend said, fuck that. And they hiked with an eight-month-old, eight-month-old, I think it was like 10 miles through the woods to Slovakia, where they got into Slovakia. And this guy, this Fitchburg guy, William Hubbard, had started up a GoFundMe, it cost thousands of dollars, and they had her go to the consulate, and they got her home, and she's now in America with her son, and in about, I think it said six weeks, the son will be an American citizen once they do the DNA and all that. Jeez, man. But you talk about, like, what would you do to keep your family safe, and this this fucking girl, this woman, Aislinn and her boyfriend, shout out to them, they strapped this kid to her back, and they hiked off through the fucking woods of Ukraine. I mean, so eight, 10 miles doesn't sound like that bad, but it's a in a war. Yeah, yeah. Act like you've had a rough Monday. Yeah, no shit. And they and apparently they had to dodge border patrol the whole way through. So <sighs> yeah. the adrenaline. I can't even yeah. Not nuts. Holy That's fuck. my hero of the week. That whole family. That's a good fucking hero, man. There you go. All right, man. We're gonna get into our last. Segment three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Watch that video. Worst three skaters in the NHL. Go. <laughs> uh, three stars of the week. I went on a road trip from Nashville to Saratoga. So we're going to do top three road trips we'd want to do. Third on my list. I would love to do a West Coast road trip just all the way down. Yep, and all the way fucking down. I think you get everything there. You get like cool fucking weather. You get uh, snow, nature, fishing. Then you get into skateboarders and the beach and beach babes. Like that would be a pretty good time. Would you go north south or south north? North south, dude. Fly into Portland, drive down to San Diego after a couple days in TJ. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. That would be my third star. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so my north, my north star, my third star, is the cross country northern route because I've done the southern route. 
Okay. So I'd like to do the northern. So I'd leave Massachusetts and I would head west and go up through like the upper Montana. of Michigan, Chicago, up through like Yellowstone and all those areas. That'd be fucking sick. Because I've done the I, I went once from Miami to San Diego. So I've done the southern route. That would be really cool. So that'd be fucking that's my number three. My number two is Tornado Valley. I'd want to live Twister. Where's Tornado Valley? Is that the Midwest? Yeah, the Midwest. But like, if I was like, you know, in the movie Twister, where they just follow the fucking tornadoes and shit. And uh, what the fuck was the truck's name? Is it Dolly? Dolly? Cow. Cow. What was what was the fucking machine on the back called? Dorothy. Dorothy. Wizard of Oz. Wow. Have you seen Wizard of Oz? A long time ago. All right, fair enough. Um, I think that'd be fucking sick. Go storm chasing. You guys know I'm a storm chaser, so that's my number two. All right, my number two is I would like to drive to Alaska. That'd be cool. I want to go up through the Canadian Rockies, up through Banff, go see Calgary, look for Jerome, and continue up all the way up to Alaska. I think that'd be sick. <laughs> that would be cool. I, you I, do it, can't do it in the summer, though, I assume, because you don't want to be driving through the Canadian Rockies in the winter. Yeah. My first thought was just going to be cross-country in the States, but I think cross-country in Canada would be cooler. Do you like the big circle? It would there's be. Some, it, there, there's so many different things that you would come into, like different languages, different side. Like it'd be fucking wild. There's a there's a route in the United States. Uh, it's called like the big circle or something, and you go down like the East Coast and you loop up and around. And it's like the most efficient way to see the most stuff. Yeah, you have to right. look into that. Uh, my number one trip is I would like to drive from here out to like San Diego on a diagonal downslope. Down through Tijuana and Mexico, all the way into South America, go through the Panama Canal, all the way down to Tierra del Fuego. So you're a treasure hunter. Oh, I want to see the. I still want to see the killer whales come up on the beach in Tierra del Fuego to get the seals. I would like to see that, and I wouldn't oh. mind doing the the Coronado Path, sure, through South America. I saw a TikTok earlier say Sea World and like this trainer that was like fucking around with the killer whale and just fucking grabbed there. Walk around and find out. Ask Chris Rock. That's why they call him Killer Whale, but. That's, That's what for this podcast. We went through all 32 teams. I mean, pretty decent amount of time. We love yeah, this. Hour. Look at that, man. You get to watch the rest of the game. Uh, yeah. Brownie, what else you got for the people at home? As always, a little shout out to our hopefully, hopeful one day guest, Jerome McGinley. God bless you, you glorious bastard. All right, guys. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to Mike Wood. And, there you go, uh, Mikey. Woodsy. Woodsy. <laughs>